Welcome to the war from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. February is observed as Black History Month, so I thought it would be appropriate this month to present some programs taking a look at the surface of black Americans during World War II. We didn't uh, get much coverage during the war, but there were some programs that I think provide an interesting highlight of that experience, and we're going to begin with a series called Jubilee. Jubilee was actually born out of another CBS, or out of a CBS radio series called Forecast. The idea of Forecast was that the listening audience would be presented with a series of programs. And uh, during the summer months, when uh, many were doing summer replacements, uh, people would go ahead and they would respond. If they sent in letters indicating that they enjoyed uh, the program and they received enough requests, uh, they would go ahead and they would make, they would, uh, CBS would go ahead and make the show. Um, and out of this uh, whole concept of forecast came some very uh, popular programs. Uh, the big ones, of course, were uh, Duffy's Tavern and uh, Suspense, uh, which was, were great rating uh, successes for uh, CBS, particularly Suspense, which continued till 1962. Uh, at the end of the 19 uh, of the 1941 run of Forecast, uh, there was a series called Jubilee, which was billed as an all-Negro uh, variety program, featuring uh, Duke Ellington and Ethel Waters, among others. The series was not given a go. And it was just another one of those uh, frustrations and uh, slights that African Americans in the uh, entertainment industry had to uh, endure during this period. Many talented Performers were not given opportunities or were only given limited opportunities. Play parts like uh, maids or, or the stereotypical frightened manservant. Over radio, there were a few uh, bright spots. Wonderful Smith had a regular slot on the Red Skelton Show. And Eddie Rochester Anderson won that program as Butler the notoriously cheap character of Jack Benny actually earned him nearly as much popularity as Benny himself. And Ethel Waters' uh, natural singing talent earned her a few uh, appearances on radio. The same could be said of Louis Armstrong and Duke Ellington, too. Yet there are really few records of these tremendous entertainers getting a chance to perform at their best, and show what all they were capable of. That was until Jubilee. Jubilee was prompted, uh, was actually aired, not domestically, but over the Armed Forces Radio Services. And it was broadcast to the men, not only of the United States, but of the United Nations, which basically meant all the Allies. And there were two big reasons for that. First was the huge surge of black uh, members of the armed services. Prior to the war, there were less than 4,000 black Americans enlisted in the military. 
and only 12 had achieved uh, the status of officer. By the end of the war, that number would be 1.2 million. So a program to increase and lift the uh, morale of black servicemen was a good idea. In addition, as it was targeted to the uh, United Nations, it gave uh, soldiers from foreign lands a chance to experience a part of American culture that few had experienced or had any familiarity with. So we're going to take you out to the very first episode of Jubilee, original air date October 9th of 1942. America's great stars salute the world's great soldiers. Here comes Jubilee, first of a new series of programs to the armed forces of these United Nations. great books to look upon. The first, of course, the Holy Bible. We know what's in that good book, and we know, too, what's come out of it. Good sermons, good lessons, and good guidance, and a kind of a good feeling that fills you up with a lasting warmth. The other book's a dictionary. Webster got it together. Not Daniel, but Noah. And through the book, we turn to the word Jubilee. He says about Jubilee, a good word, a word of exaltation. So we're going to exaltate with singing by the greatest, the very greatest of them all. Of course, I mean Ethel Waters. We're going to jubilate with the wonderful music dreamed up by the Duke of Ellington. We're going to exaltate with the blending of voices by the Spingali of singers one Hall Johnson. We're going to jubilate with Eddie Rochester Anderson, whose ability to make a man laugh is a priceless heritage. And particularly priceless these days. And then there'll be me. My name is Ingram. Rex Ingram. And I'll spot words about this program and its people. But first, that comes the urge for the music. And because it's first and because it's an urge and because it's what it is, and he is what he is, the Duke steps out. <laughs> Come on, doggies, don't get so dead, hip, 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 the old day. 
they all start with spring, and I stop to sing. I can't laugh like you. I'm carrying everything but the kitchen sink. Hey, good God, wouldn't be my fault. Where in the heck is this mess and I swore? Come on, doggies, don't get soft, get hip, 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 to hear the horses of the Hall Johnson choir. Listen to them. They visit a city called Heaven. people who sang them. Here's one of the best of songs, by the best of those who write them, and by the best of those who sing them. Ethel Waters and W.C. Henders, Living Forevermore, St. Louis Blues. Sweet man's done left me in this town. 
and tomorrow like I feel today. Feeling tomorrow like I feel today. I'm packing my grip and making my getaway. Why that St. Louis woman that wears them diamond rings? My man around by her apron string. If it wasn't for her powder and for her starboard hair, the man I love wouldn't have gone nowhere, nowhere. Got the same shoes and I'm blue as I can be. My man's got a heart like a rock cat in the sea. Although he wouldn't have gone so far from me. But when you see me leaving pin crepe on your door, won't be dead, just ain't coming back no more. Got railroad blues, railroad fare, feel like riding and a jet nowhere. Even get me a train 15 coaches long. When you look for water, I'll be gone. The train I ride is marked fantasy. Can be back down yonder. Tennessee to my dear old mama and dad, bestest pal I ever had. So long, cause I'm on my way. Rochester of Minnesota is where they cure the ills of people. And the Rochester of Eddie Anderson does the same kind of a precious job. You know, making millions of people smile is a mighty potent skill. And none is more skillful than our next star. Come on, Rochester. Boy, the world needs you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I want to tell you I'm sorry for being late here this evening. You see, Mr. Benny let me drive down here to the studio in the Maxwell. And I shouldn't have to say no more. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm, I, I'm glad to be here. And I plan to sing a little song that I had a chance to do in a picture that I was in with Mr. Benny called My Mind. Hold it just a minute, Rochester. There's a fellow out in the hall by the name of Mantan Morland. He claims to be a cousin of yours, and he says he has to see you right away. Shall I let him in? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah let him in. He's all right. Yeah, Mantan's a cousin of mine. I... Yeah. <laughs> I, I got Mantan a job. First, I want to tell you, I got Mantan a job in this picture they're doing out to MGM Studio, Cabin in the Sky. Now, what, what did you want, Mantan? What's the hurry? Well, look here, Rochester. I got to have $4 right away. Well, what did you do with the check the studio gave you? Well, I was standing in line at the cashier window. And when the man handed me my envelope, a dime fell on the ground. Mm -hmm. And while I was kneeling down for the three, it was three fellas kneel right down to help me look for my dime. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I knew, Ivory had reared it ugly head. <laughs> in other words, you are devoid of the proverbial liberty cabbage. That's it. Oh. Well, look here. Huh? You know, I wouldn't be broke if I had a job like you. How, how did you get a job with Mr. Benny? Oh, well, that takes a first-class butler. Yep. 
If yep. I could be a butler like you, you take a first-class butler. Yeah. To get a job with Mr. Benny? Why, sure. Well, I'm a first-class butler. Well, what makes you a first-class butler? At home, when the, ring, the doorbell rings, don't I jump up and answer the bell? Yeah, but that don't make you a first-class butler. You just want A and anxious. So, look here. How much money do Mr. Benny pay you? Well, it's roughly about $2,000 a week. Roughly? Yeah, but when you smooth it out, it's 30 bucks. <laughs> I want to shout a poem about how I dream of that gleam in your eyes. I want to shout, but all that comes out is my, my. I want to sing of flowers in spring, but oh dear, when you're near, I just die. I want to sing, can't sing a thing, but my, my. I can say, oh, how lovely, or I can say, oh, how sweet. I could have Shakespeare at the tip of my tongue, but every time we meet, I look at you, what do I do? I get weak, I can't speak, I just die. And though I try, the best I can try is my, my. I can say, oh, how lovely, lovely. I can say, oh, how sweet. I can have Webster in the palm of my hand. But every time we meet, I look at you, what do I do? I get weak, I can't speak, I just try. year, or in the movies these days, held in the cabin in the sky on soundtrack. The Duke reviews for you the first time anywhere except on the MGM lot one of his own compositions. You're going to like this one. It's called Going Up. Thank you. 
a Navy release show some time ago. It took place, I believe, in Madison Square Garden, which they tell me is neither a garden nor on Madison Square. Be that as it may, they had a show. And somewhere in between countless stars of stage and screen, they called on a man, a young fellow in uniform, a uniform of the Army of these United States. He only owned it one sentence, but that one sentence will be spoken as long as men can freely speak, which is not too incidentally a reason for this war. So that men can freely speak, his name is Joseph Lewis Barrow. He was a private then, but most people know him as Joe Lewis. You know, the heavyweight champion of the world. Of the senders. Oh, yes. Yeah. We're going to win because God's on our side. Dory Sherry used that line to write a poem around. I'd like to make it work. God is on our side. He said that. He said that clear and ringing. Yes, the hand of mighty fist and mighty arm said it. But that one voice is the voice of an army. That one voice is the voice of 13 million that say it. Say it, said it, and said it eternally. Those words, the words said first in the hungry years when chains held strong men together. Said it too in the days of bondage and bigotry. And said it always knowing that the day of freedom was at hand. When they swam the slopes of San Juan Hill, when they drained their blood on the earth of France, when their regiments swept the glory over all the fields of battle, they said, God is our side. They all said, the fighter with the lightning in his arms, the scientist who draws miracles out of plants, the educator with hopes in his mind, and the doctor who heals with skill, the architect who puts heaven into homes. They said, the gunner at Pearl Harbor, the engineer at Bataan, and the mechanic in Libya, and the builder in Australia, and the flyer, the tank driver, the steel-helmeted soldier, they all say it. And they know, these heroes, that God is on our side. And in their hearts and as their work and as they fight and train and learn and die, they know that not only is God on our side, but that they are on the side of God. And we're on the side of God with them. So lift the trumpets and let them sound. Beat the drums and let them roll. Raise the flags and let them wave. Here come more Americans. Americans strong, steady, staunch, and swift. Americans gay, grand, and glorious. Here they come, Americans all. And with their songs singing clear and their motto ringing clear, God is on our side. And the world. 
And now, Ethel Water, the best of the best, singing blues in the night. At the piano, Reginald Bean, who also arranged it all. Mama sure told me, Hun, a man will sweet talk, give you the glad eyes. But yeah, when all that sweet talking's done, a man is still a two-faced and a worrisome thing who'll leave you to sing the blues in the night. And when you hear rain falling, Hear them trains calling. Remember what your mama's done told you. When you hear that lonesome whistle blowing across the trestle, your mama sure told you. A hooey, a hooey, a clickety clacker echoing back to blue. From Natchez to Mobile, from Memphis to St. Joe, wherever far winds blow. I've been in them big towns, talking my big talk. But there is one thing I still know, and that is, a man is a two-faced, a worrisome thing who'll leave you to sing the blues. In the night, yet I can't go on, knowing that when he's gone, I'll be left with the blues in the night. From Natchez to Mobile, from Memphis to St. Joe, wherever the fall winds blow. I've been in them big towns, been talking my big talk, but there is one thing I know. time so weary all 
If he stays away, old rocking chair will get me. All I do is pray my Lord above will let me walk in the sun once more. for that as a water's encore. My, my, my. Everybody sure loves that song. And Ethel, too. Well, we gotta be getting now. The time... But Jubilee will be celebrated again very, very soon. Listen for it. In the meantime, thanks. And for Ethel Waters, and Duke Ellington, and Eddie Rochester Anderson, and the Hall Johnson Choir, and all the others who joined up, goodbye. We'll be seeing you soon. And the best of everything till then. This is Rex Ingram. And this is a special presentation for you. Prepared by those special service fellows in the War Department. For everybody in the United Nations. Ken Curlin.com. I am your host, Adam Graham. 
This uh, series is provided as a service of the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, greatdetectives.net.